Hi, I'm Brian Roten, senior reporter at Hotel News Now. I'm here with Linda Griffith at Concord Hospitality. Linda, thank you for uh, being with us here today. Thank you for having me. So, uh, to get started, how about we go with a little bit of an overview of Concord's um, portfolio growth over, you know, looking at this year and, and 2022. So I've been with the company for three years, and uh, August of 2020, which was smack in the middle of COVID, um, and at that time, it wasn't there weren't a whole lot of deals to find, as you can imagine. So over the last three years, we have progressively been adding approximately 10 to 20 hotels since that time, and I believe it was 120 when I first joined, and I think we're at over 150 at this point, just slightly over 150. So, and, and that's, you know, right in your role then. So what has been, like, since coming on to, to Concord, you know, what has been your, your method? What has been your strategy to, to manage and, and, and grow the portfolio? So not all deals are the same. There's no one size fits all. And I think what makes us or Concord, what we look for in our growth or in growing our portfolio is more the fit of what we're looking for. So we are really focused on lifestyle brands right now. We've, we're probably still the number one developer of AC hotels. So we look, for, we like this brand very much. It's, it's select service on steroids with great F and B, and it really fits to what we like to do because we we really do focus on good F and B um, venues within our hotels. We also started a new platform called Opus Collection, which is our um, lifestyle, boutique, independent platform. And we have really tried to focus on acquiring either through third-party operation management or um, in actual acquisitions with capital partners to grow that as well as development. So when you're looking to you know, take on uh, you know, more development, more management contracts, how does that work in terms of uh, what's your strategy in working with your existing you know, owners as well as finding new ones to work with? So a lot of our, new, our current owners are looking for future opportunities. So we, of course, for example, I'm here at the conference today talking to brokers, looking at opportunities for either conversion hotels or hotels that are coming on the market all of which have to be high quality for us to entertain the opportunity to either acquire or to operate. Um, so we bring them deals, our current owners. In addition to not just lifestyle, we've also been very um, forward thinking and, and developing the, what they call the, the Wood Springs brands and those mid-scale, you know, very limited service assets that you need very little labor to operate. This very, I mean, even this morning, the CEOs all spoke that each and every one of them are getting into that space because they see how profitable it is. Well, we've been doing it 
now for three years and really focusing on those brands. And we actually build them ground up. I think we'll have 20 Wood Springs open within the next, maybe by the end of this year or early next year. Yeah, and even Marriott's announcements this morning, you know, sharing more details about what they're calling Project Midex Studios. Yeah. You guys are uh, already working on three of those. Yes, we are. And in addition, we've been approached by Hyatt for Hyatt Studios. And I'm sure it will continue once we learn more about H3 from Hilton. So that will always be on the radar for us. We, we saw extended stay, you know, it always been a steady performer and we saw its resilience. We saw a strength during the pandemic. Where we are now, we're in recovery mode. We see something happening economically in the future, whether it's an actual recession or a soft landing or, or, or who knows. As you're looking at the extended stay space, I mean, that's just got to be further uh just cementing the idea that that's the way to go. Well, they're easier to build, they're cheaper to build. Um, and again, the CEOs all spoke to the reason that there is a demand in that space. These work crews, these people don't have to be in an office anymore. They're kind of a mobile workforce and we have to be where they go and at an affordable price range. So that's why these hotels just you know, you're at one end of the spectrum or the other, right? I mean, luxury is also becoming extremely popular. You don't, people don't want to be in the same old mid-scale mid or even upper-upscale hotel. They want an experience. So that, I believe, will be the future of our industry for quite some time. I mean, again, during the pandemic, we saw luxury resorts really, really take off. And we've known over the years as you said, guests are looking for something a little bit different. Uh, I mean, just in your experience as you're looking to grow, I mean, where are you finding opportunities to do something new in terms of a guest experience that you can offer? Um, so I've, obviously all the top MSAs are where we try to focus our, our space, but there are also markets we're not in. We, we, we're growing into the West Coast um, with some, you know, uh, we really like that space and want to extend out in that market. There are a lot of areas that, for instance, like Yellowstone has that whole TV show and people that want to go out to wide open spaces, even though they're more rural and rustic, but they've become hot destinations. So we look to grow in those markets as well. And I think there's every kind of hotel opportunity in that space. Um, I would also say that, uh, you know, there's some markets where we have some presence, but not dominance and so those were ones we continued to look for and alongside of our capital partners so we kind of follow their lead they may be in a certain market where they'd like to see more growth their ears are closer to the ground than ours so you know wherever they tell us to look through very diligent underwriting we make sure we evaluate a market make sure there is a serious demand and is that demand growing 
Um, are those profitable business generators in those markets? And that's where we try to focus. So on the retention side, I mean, we've seen over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of upheaval. There's been a lot of owners who are looking to make some kind of change. So among the owners that you're working with, what approach do you take with them to, you know, reassure them like, you know, we're, we're the company that you want to keep working with. You don't want to switch. You want to stay with us. So retention, I kind of, I would probably sum up into two buckets. Um, there are current owners that we have that for whatever reasons, they decide they want to get the return on their investment. Their strategy might have been a long term at first, but now they, for whatever reasons, they want to move out of that space and they put their hotels on the market. So that's something we can't control. It has nothing to do with our performance. It's more of an owner's um, desire to see what the property would sell for and if they can get out and get their money and, and move on. In that case, we have to be very helpful with the owner to make sure that he can re he or she will see the return on that investment. Um, so our performance has to be as good, if not better, because the buyer, A, we may try to bring in, and most often we do, um, and if we're unsuccessful, perhaps the buyer is someone who may not be aligned with an operator that would consider us to stay. Um, and then the second part is that no matter if the strategy is long term, we have to be on our game. We absolutely have to be performing at the very top of the food chain for this owner. Make sure they're realizing that, our, that they will stay and just keep going. If we start to fail in performance, that will trigger a sale. So we're fortunate enough to say that rarely, I can't, since I've been here, ever see that happen. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. considering everything that has happened, I mean, how often do we see owners like, you know what, I just want to, you know, do something different. Conditions yeah. allow for some kind of break in the contract, but uh, to have that kind of record, that's, that's yeah. amazing. Not so, I mean, not in my tenure. I've only been here three years, but <laughs> I can tell you that I know the relationships that this company's had over the years, and we have owners that have been with Mark for the 35 that he's been in business, and they continue to invest in other assets with us um, for, and in fact, he brings them opportunities all the time, and they'll take hard looks at it and often invest alongside of us. Well, I mean, on that note, I mean, the competition for, you know, management contracts, uh, I got to imagine is only getting, you know, tougher. Uh, just, you know, everyone's aware they got to bring their A game. There's a lot of consolidation going on. I mean, it seems every couple of months you hear there's been some merger or someone else, you know, acquired another company. So, I mean, really, what what is the the competition landscape for you and how are you navigating all that? So there's no question there's a lot of competition out there. But again, there's, there's the big groups and then there's the, the what I call them, we would be called a mid-sized group, if you will. I mean, we're 150 hotels, a healthy hotels uh, management company size. 
So we benefit from all of the synergies for being able to purchase and, and um, you know, manage and resource the resources that are available to us at that size. But at the same time, I don't see us as competing for every deal. So we really focus on our cornerstones, which is absolute quality first. If we can't perform and make a move a needle, you know, very substantially for another owner group, I would not chase that deal. So it's very strategic. We do spend a lot of time and very focused underwriting to evaluate an asset. Um, when we are in RFP situation, we always dig in deeply to find out what makes us unique, you know, and that would really bring it home for that ownership group. Um, so there are ones that we just, I don't feel like are perfect. There's no one size fits all deal. Um, competition again, you know, if, if it was, um, like, again, it's a market thing too. If it, we just would not, I, I've, I've often turned down opportunities because I just didn't feel that we would be the right operator for that particular asset. And then when I, ones I really want that sometimes we don't win, you know, for whatever reason, you just have to let that go, you know, but we, but we fight hard and I, yes, I can be very competitive. <laughs> you have to be flexible, I guess mm -hmm. is the best way. If it's a deal that I really want, it comes down to how can I have the best partnership with that ownership group and make sure we're both transparent and what we're looking for. And so, because we're going to be partners and I want to be, make them happy. And I also have to be able to perform. And you never know on a contract that you don't win, maybe a few years down the line. They've come back. I've seen it happen many times. Well, thank you very much for uh, for joining us here today and thank all of you for uh, listening stick to hotel news now for further coverage from nyu